Hi, everybody. It's episode 27 of the Tata Cancer Podcast. And today's episode is entitled Lessons Breast Cancer Taught Me. And this is a reflective episode. I'm going to talk about what I've learned, some hard lessons and some soft lessons, all empowering lessons, because it is the podcast's birthday, its first birthday, and I wanted to celebrate just by reflecting on what I've learned over this past year, because I have had so many wonderful conversations with people I've interviewed on the podcast, but also you all who have reached out to me, who I've worked with, or maybe just corresponded with over social media. I mean, what a gift it has been to be a part of this community, even though I never would have asked in a million years <laughs> to belong to it, but I am so grateful for it. And um, hopefully this episode will inspire you to see what your lessons are. I would love to know what those are. If you want to share them with me, write me, uh, Junie at JunieBeWell.com. Say hi or hit me up on social media uh, at JunieBeWell on Instagram or Facebook. But yeah, maybe it's just about quiet contemplation for you. Maybe you don't have to be such a talky Terry like me. <laughs> Whatever way you want to deal with it, I love you for it. I respect you. And let's get into this episode. Hello and welcome to the Tata Cancer Podcast, where we will discuss the physical and mental elements of healing from a breast cancer diagnosis. My name is Junie Boucher. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a breast cancer survivor. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're forced to make life-changing decisions with so much information that's really hard to sift through. My intention is to help provide you with the information you need to make a decision that's going to align your body, mind, and heart so that you can live your best life going forward. I'm gonna be your new breast friend. Okay, let's do this. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Please always consult with your doctor for any of your medical needs. Okay, okay, okay. So I am feeling so cozy today. It has been dry, but very chilly here in Portland and it's wonderful. You can do a lot of walking outside without having to worry about rain. I know the rains are coming back, but I am trying to take advantage of that and I am just feeling super snuggly right now. I have a cup of tea. Might be a good thing to do. And you know, part of this episode was inspired by a friend of mine that is going through a potential diagnosis right now. We don't know for sure. And I I do hope that everything is okay, but she's trying to wrap her head around the idea that she might have breast cancer. And um, we were just talking about, well, she she's a healer and she's, she's, you know, always trying to sort of make 
the most, get the most out of a situation. And it was really funny because she was talking about sort of things that, that had already come up and in terms of lessons. And she was like, you know, I, yeah, I figured this out and I figured this out. And you know, what's great is like, if I could figure out, if I've already got the lessons of breast cancer in week one, I, that's, it feels really awesome. And it was making me laugh because it's like, there are so many lessons, girl. It's not just one lesson and they're going to keep coming even when you don't want them to. <laughs> but um, yeah, her enthusiasm <laughs> was really awesome. And I just, you know, we go through so many different emotions as we are dealing with a potential diagnosis. And, um, you know, I just commend her for being able to look at that. I mean, not not everybody can and not everybody needs to, but that was her approach. And uh, it was it was very endearing and sweet. And um, I hope she never listens to this podcast episode because she said that she'll start listening to the podcast if she is diagnosed. So I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there that I hope you never hear this, Alice. <clears throat> anyway, I love you, though. Um, okay, so lessons breast cancer has taught me. Well, number one, it's always a good idea to take a few deep breaths. <laughs> I talk a lot about meditation on this web uh, podcast because the more I learn about it, the more I get into this cancer wellness realm, the more scientific and anecdotal evidence I see for the power of mindfulness. Breath especially is a way of hacking our nervous system. And I talk about this in the meditation episode. I interview Stephanie Carson, who is a breathwork teacher in episode six. And that's, these are, I'm going to give you some episodes to go back to for each of these lessons, just because I feel like they helped me find these lessons. And yeah, let's, so honestly, let's just do, let's just take a couple deep breaths right now. Can we do that, please? All right. I'm going to guide you through it. So just feel your feet on the ground if that's a possibility for you. Um, if you can take your shoes off, that's great. If that's not a possibility right now, no worries. But just maybe put your hand on your lower belly and let's just take a deep breath in through the nose. Get all the way down to the belly there. Just hold it for a split second and then just let that go. Let's do that two more times. In through the nose. Just feeling the belly, the ribs, and the chest fill up with air. And then as you release, just feeling your chest fall, your ribs knit back together and let that belly empty. And let's just do it one more time. And maybe let out a sigh on the exhale here. <sighs> yeah. 
In almost any and all situations, stopping to take a couple deep breaths is the right move. I mean, it's honestly something I don't think you'll ever regret. (laughs) It takes just a couple seconds and it literally tells your body we are okay. We can stop being in a state of fight or flight. And it just, it just helps. It just helps everything. Because even if you're not in a panic or stress state, if you're in a really, really good place, being present in that moment is also so important. You know, if you're falling madly in love with somebody, just take it in. That's beautiful. If you are just staring at, I don't know, your 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 child who maybe you love or maybe you're really annoyed with in that moment, just take a couple deep breaths. Take it in. Be present. You know, you made that. <laughs> that always fascinates me. I don't have children, but like I can only imagine what that's like for a parent to sometimes look at your kid and just say, I, I like literally made you. That blows my mind. Um, so yeah, listen to episode six with Stephanie about breath work because breath work not only can help you move through trauma and just allow difficult emotions to work through your system. Um, it's just it's just a very relaxing wonderful process to focus on your breathing. And uh, yeah, that's a simple one. That's a pretty easy lesson. (laughs) Um, Here is a maybe a lesson that was, that can sometimes be a little bit hard. And for some people can be downright impossible. And there's no right or wrong here. But the way that I have chosen to look at my diagnosis of cancer, and I think if you're listening to the podcast, you are probably in this camp, is that cancer is a wake-up call. And especially if you are considered, quote unquote, too young for cancer, cancer really, really, really helps you see, oh, wow, I can't stop living my life like I'm invincible. Uh, I was 41 at the time of my diagnosis, which is not a child. (laughs) I don't even think that's really a young person. It's not an old person, but you know, you're, you're, you're in your forties, you're in midlife and cancer. If you have cancer more times than not, there has been a series of things that have occurred in order to get to that point. And instead of looking at it, like this is bad luck or, this is my, I don't know, this is, this is just something crappy that was going to happen to me, whether or not I did anything about it uh, because I have bad genes or something like that. No, cancer, cancer is, I really look at cancer as a panic button being pushed by the body somehow. And it's not your fault, but it was, there was a series of things, you know, that, that's, that's the part that a lot of people hear when we talk about cancer being a wake-up call or cancer 
you know, looking at the factors that can cause cancer. A lot of people find that to be offensive. And I think if it's, I the way I look at it is that it's very empowering if you look at the root causes of cancer. Um, that's just my perspective and I totally respect both camps. But for me, it's very empowering to look at most specifically my health. Most specifically, um, I feel there is a theme in breast cancer about nourishment. How do you nourish yourself? Do you nourish yourself? Are you nourishing everybody around you but yourself? These are things that I feel breast cancer specifically invites us to examine. And Nourishment comes in all forms. Nourishment is not just about food. It's about purpose. It's about self-love. It's about self-compassion. And in episode four and five, I do look at breast cancer nutrition, um, you know, on more of a basic level. But I talk about, in episode four, I talk about nutrition and treatment if that's something you want to learn about. In episode five, I took about I talk about nutrition and survivorship. But so many of us might know what the basics of nutrition are, but are we doing them? Or are we just kind of figuring that we can, I don't know, sort of skate by and then not deal with it until you get a very scary diagnosis like this? So... One thing I like to tell people is that, I mean, people who don't have to deal with the cancer journey is that don't wait. Don't wait for that really, really loud wake-up call. Don't wait for a crisis. You don't have to. And the great news is that when you start nourishing yourself well, you are empowered to live with more purpose. You have the more energy. You have a brighter outlook on life, nutrition, wellness. That all changes chemicals in your brain <laughs> and can potentially open you up to the life of your dreams. I really, truly believe this. You know, my life is not perfect by, it is, by far, but I would not trade it for the world because I allowed my diagnosis to be a wake-up call and to help me live in my purpose and to focus on what nourishes me, what brings me life because I am going to live. I'm going to live. And what, what happens one minute from now or one second from now is is out of my control. But I want to feel as capable as possible at living my best life. So that's why I take care of myself. And it is such a gift. You may have heard the infamous dot the dog in the background there and decided to um, (laughs) not close the door because she's so cute right now, you guys. <laughs> she's just so cute. Um, yeah, but sometimes she likes to uh, participate. Anyway, I uh, hope that wasn't too disturbing. She is adorable. 
and she is a gift. Anyway, number three, number three. I like this one. This is a fun one. This is another empowering one. Sexy is a state of mind. (laughs) You know, breast cancer can be such an assault on our body image, on our self-esteem, on so many of the things that many of us consider to be our most feminine attributes. Now, you know, everybody has a different take on this and I'm just talking for myself, but I always really liked my breasts. I mean, I wasn't like flashing them at everybody, but I thought I had pretty nice breasts and, um, You know, a lot of women lose their hair, lose their eyebrows, lose their eyelashes, and it can be such a difficult experience in terms of beauty. And, you know, it's a process. Like, obviously, a lot of people aren't necessarily going to feel their sexiest in the middle of chemo, you know, and that's okay. We don't have to be sexy all the time. But when when you, when you get into your body when you find that authentic confidence, when you acknowledge your body for the gifts that it gives you, the gifts of sensation, the gifts of pleasure, the gifts of moving through life, moving your body, um, touching another person, touching yourself, It is incredible to me how the way you think about yourself affects the way others perceive you. You know, uh, I've always been somebody that people consider to be pretty confident, but I mean, I I certainly had a lot of self-criticism and I've never really ever felt like the prettiest girl in the room or anything like that or the most confident, but I always just kind of move through anyway. (laughs) And I, I do that, I think, even more so because, again, I feel like life is short. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, there's a, there's a quote in uh, this Jen Sincero book. She writes the you are a badass series and I absolutely love her. And she talks about how the universe is inviting you to this rager. And are you going to show up with your sad sack of stories or are you going to put on your dancing shoes? And I I choose the latter. <laughs> I choose the latter. And granted, don't you know, don't force yourself to never sit in your feelings. That's important too. Sitting in your, you know, acknowledging anger, acknowledging sorrow, acknowledging grief, loss, depression, anxiety. All of these feelings are really, really important. But at the end of the day, you know, you do, you do get to choose. And so once you've allowed that process to occur, you know, dust yourself off, get back up. Um, Reach out if you need help, but sitting in gratitude is a great way to do that. Um, In episode eight, I interview clinical sexologist and sex coach Christine D'Angelo, who is uh, one of my uh, co-members of the Rose City Sexual Health Collective. 
such an awesome person. I love her dearly. She's one of my dearest friends. And we talk about sexuality after breast cancer. It's a big topic. Um, I also love, I, I love talking about this and you all apparently love talking about it too, because whenever I talk about it, a couple things happen. <laughs> Either you say, oh my gosh, thank you for talking about this. It's so important. Or you start telling me some very intimate details about your life <laughs> and your sex life specifically. And hey, I am always honored for you to share that information with me. But it's been kind of like, whoa, oh, wow. Okay, I just, we literally just met. But um, I know a lot about you and um, I'm so glad that you feel safe around me. But no, but I mean, here's the thing, okay? I I swear I have learned more about my sexuality more and felt more empowered around my sexuality post-cancer than I did before. And yes, there are a lot of issues that can come up for breast cancer survivors, but there are fixes. So, you know, we do talk about that in episode eight. Um, I talk about that a lot in, you know, my social media posts. I work with people one-on-one with that. And there are a lot of things out there. And I will tell you that even if you think there's no hope left for you, or if you have quote unquote shut down down there, which is something that I was told would happen to me when I started taking tamoxifen and I was not excited about. There, There is hope. And I have been, um, you know, there's a wonderful book. I think I've mentioned a couple times maybe. It's by Lori Brado called Better Sex Through Mindfulness. And she is a researcher who has done a lot of work with gynecological cancer patients and women who felt like they had no desire, women who had painful intercourse that they felt they'd never be able to overcome, women um, who've had sexual trauma, all different kinds of things. And the power of mindfulness, how that helped them, like, tangibly helped them and continue to help them. And I think that is amazing. But, you know, again, the way you carry yourself and the way you move through the world is, uh, I, I don't know, what you believe about yourself, people will will also believe. And uh, sometimes it's a fake it till you make it situation. I, I, I never go out thinking I'm perfect, but I've realized like, you know what? I, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> so I just, I just acknowledge that to myself and I go have fun and I live authentically and, um, you know, sometimes it works out in the romance department. Not always, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it does. And I love that I feel like my sex life has gotten better. I never would have guessed that that would be a lesson or a gift that I would have gotten from (laughs) being diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay, okay, let's see. Where are we here? Oh, number four. Now, this was a hard lesson. This was one of those lessons where I feel this is probably one of the most important lessons And one I think about a lot, but also one that is really hard for me and, and, 
brings up a lot of emotions in me. It brings up anger, brings up frustration. It, um, it brings up fear and confusion. And this lesson is that the breast cancer treatment industry has a really great business model. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? So the breast cancer treatment industry, and, and what I'm talking about here is like mammograms, um, other diagnostic techniques, chemotherapy, surgeries. These practices, I am not going to say don't help people, but they bring in billions of dollars for people. Um, I interviewed Susan Wadia Ells on episode 21. She wrote a book called Busting Breast Cancer. If you listen to the episode, maybe listen to it again. It's so powerful, the information. Uh, and it was incredibly eye-opening. I mean, I was reading her book and I can't tell you how many times I went, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and she, and it's so well, um, there, there are so many citations. Like she spent years, she spent over a decade researching why do some women get breast cancer and why don't others? And she distilled it down into five things that we can do. But she also included so much information about how the system is set up in a way that makes a lot of money. And here's the thing. I 100% am not telling you to go against your doctor's orders. That is not what I am saying. Um, Please don't take this that way. But just recognize that advocating for yourself as a cancer patient and learning about things is is pretty uh, is is important. Can be very beneficial because at the end of the day, you know there are just so many factors at play. Um, there are a lot of good doctors out there. There are a lot of good. Uh, integrative practitioners and other holistic cancer care practitioners that really want the best for you and um, myself being one of them. But what I really feel is important and honestly the entire reason why this podcast exists is because I think it's so important that people have a balance of information And that information can be about alternative treatments. It can be about ways to improve your traditional or standard of care treatment outcomes that aren't necessarily discussed. And also just how the treatment industry works, how statistics work. That's the other thing is cancer treatment is not an exact science. There just are no guarantees. So, and, and a lot of these, a lot of methods are not well tested and therefore people don't feel comfortable recommending them per se because they're not making anybody any money really. They're not making, they can't, they can't be patented. You know, you can't patent the vitamins in an apple. If you can, then the, the power of nutritional therapy would, will be, I don't know, will be a lot more um, prevalent 
and uh, but there is a lot of there is a lot of evidence for the the power of these things. It's just there's not money in it. So just know that. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, again, doing what's right for you is super duper important. But episode 15 is advocating for yourself as a breast cancer patient. And uh, that's, you know, how do you sift through this information? How do you get the information that your doctor just might not feel comfortable telling you? And the thing is, the system is set up in a way that you know, doctors could lose their license if they talk about some of these promising alternative therapies. They they just can't recommend that in good faith to you. And that doesn't mean that that's not a powerful therapy that may work wonders for you. It just means they're putting themselves at, at, a, at a risk. They could lose their job. And, and nobody can blame them for that. But, you know, what I think that there's a problem when we see the human ego getting involved because I cannot tell you how many stories I've heard from breast cancer patients who have tried to have conversations with their doctors and really just hit a wall or got yelled at or something, which that that literally makes me so upset when I hear people say, oh yeah, my doctor, I talked, I told them about the problems I was having with tamoxifen and and they, she yelled at me and said, get the hell out of my office. I don't have time for you. Like, what? Are you, are you serious right now? <laughs> That's insane. That is insane. But it happens because we're human beings. You know, that doctor is a human being and who knows what the heck was, was informing that choice for her. But at the end of the day, these decisions are yours to make. And you have to do what feels in alignment with with your heart and your mind and uh, ultimately, yeah, what you're going to be able to live with. That's, that's the right decision. But uh, yeah, so that's been a hard lesson for me. And I think about, I think about this one a lot, a lot. So the fifth lesson here is kind of tied into this fourth lesson and I've kind of already touched on it but the fifth lesson is to be honest with you we have more control than we think again if you're listening to this podcast I think that you're probably a bit alternative minded you believe in the power or the importance of diet and lifestyle and you want to look at the root cause of any disease in the body as opposed to just you know, taking care of the symptoms. Um, and what I have seen in the, I've done so much reading. I've been in a holistic cancer care course uh, this this year. I, I've done just, you know, gone such a deep dive in my nutrition practice in terms of focusing on hormone health. What is it? What are the root causes of cancer? And just recognizing that, yeah, we have we have more power than we think. And the good news too is that when you invest in your health, you are investing in your joy. You're investing in your dreams. And 
I don't know about you, but I just want to live this life with as much joy as I possibly can have. So I didn't always feel this way, but our bodies want us to thrive. I truly, truly believe that. We just have to make it possible for that to occur. And some of the ways that you can do that are by just eat real food. (laughs) find the combinations of protein, fat, and carbohydrates that make you feel your best. And it's different for everybody and it changes. So sorry, I know, (laughs) it's so annoying. But um, yeah, do that. Be present in the moment. Find ways to get out of that lizard brain because whether we like it or not, that our minds are you know, it's thoughts are byproducts of our survival instinct. You know, they're trying to protect us, but it's, it's an overactive system. And if we can learn how to get present and just let those thoughts go by sometimes or just recognize, oh, that's a thought or that's a feeling and know that you don't have to act on it. That is so empowering. And that's another reason why, you know, I I just love meditation. It's really helped me. I do it all the time. Like constantly when I'm working, I get, I get a thought that I should be doing something else. And I just go, huh, interesting. Um, Yeah, we're not going to do that. But thank you for the suggestion. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes it means let's have ice cream for dinner. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to say, yeah, no, that's that's going to make me tired later. And then it's going to make me want to eat ice cream again tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead and say thank you, um, but no thank you. But you know what? Sometimes I say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then I don't regret it. Um, so yes, we have more power than we think. There are ideas out there that I feel very confident are powerful interventions. Again, bringing up the Susan Wadia Ells book, Busting Breast Cancer, she makes it really simple, to be honest with you. Um, So check out that book. I will have links to all these episodes in the show notes, but just, you know, enjoy, enjoy life. Isn't that the ultimate lesson, really, when you think you might not be around much longer, even if just for a second. I feel like that is, it's a call, it's a call to live. And there have been so many beautiful healers and practitioners that I've interviewed over this last year. Uh, I I encourage you to go back, check them out, and just explore Explore yourself, explore your wounds, explore your joy, explore what makes your heart sing. And speaking of singing, one of my favorite episodes of the year was episode 25 with Lai Scort, who is, uh, she, she works in this type, it's almost like a musical therapy I just adore her. I think she's wonderful and magical and just lovely. Um, that, that was a fun episode. So I hope that this was 
beneficial for you in some way um, and not just totally indulgent on my part. (laughs) But, you know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, talking to my friend about the lessons. Yeah, everything in life is an invitation to expand. And it's almost impossible not to have the capability of finding gratitude. Now, do I want to try to tell you that you should never feel the negative emotions? No. But when you are able, when you are open to and willing, I believe that there are so many beautiful lessons available to us when we take a moment to process. And I hope that you are feeling some of those lessons if you are at that point in your journey. And like I said, if you want to share any of those lessons with me, I always love to hear from you. I, uh, what's going on in terms of business stuff? Yeah, we're about to hit the holidays here. <clears throat> I haven't quite figured out if I'm going to take a break with the podcast. I might air re-air some of the prior episodes, some of the best ofs, <laughs> um, just to give myself a little bit of space. But I am taking one-on-one clients still. It is such an amazing experience to work with you guys. And I have literally cried um, with some of you because I've been so moved by the changes and the lessons that sometimes neither of us saw coming uh, that, that really made me feel like this is such important work and seeing you all come into a more aligned life, a more loving relationship with your bodies and um, feel empowered by this experience and learn something new. So if you are interested in talking to me to see if that might be something that you can benefit from, um, you know, we basically do a deep dive into the foundations of health, uh, which have to do with food, movement, hydration, mineral balance, yada, 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 yada. Um, We can talk about it more specifically if you want to, but there's a process and, uh, you know, it's a pathway to better health. And if you want to focus on breast cancer prevention recurrence or how to um, improve your treatment outcomes or minimize side effects of treatment while you're going through treatment, I can help you and I would be honored to walk that path with you. So email me, Junie at JunieBeWell.com. Hit me up on social media at JunieBeWell, on Instagram or Facebook. All this will be in the show notes. If you are going through the breast cancer journey right now, I I do have free resources available on my website for many of the different stages. Um, The Breast Cancer Grounding Kit, which is great for people who are just going through... um, the beginning stages and are feeling really overwhelmed, check that out. There is also the Tamoxifen Facts and Feelings workshop uh, workbook if you are dealing with the side effects of tamoxifen and you are kind of looking at ways to discuss that with your doctor um, or, you know, 
deal with that in yourself and and make decisions uh, before you decide to just give up, throw up your hands and say, I can't do this anymore. Um, What are things that you should look at with that? And then also the uh, self-love dance party playlist for when you just need, you just need a little bit of the, you just need a little bit of um, swagger and you need to, you want to move, you want to move your body a little bit. So those are all available to you for free on my website, juniebewell.com forward slash freebies. I'm going to be doing some workshops with breast friends that will be available to the public in the coming year, but I'll be talking more about those later. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. So my dear friend, Thank you so much for your support over this last year. It has been endlessly rewarding and I I just love you guys. And uh, if you have been listening to the podcast and uh, you want to do me a huge favor, please write a review. That helps so, so much. It helps just get the word out. It helps this podcast reach other people who are looking for this information. So uh, yeah, do that, please. And uh, if you have any episode ideas, let me know. I would, I'm all yours. All right. Take care. And I'm wishing you well.